0: This is the John Clayton Show.
1: On 710 ESPN Seattle.
0: Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN.
2: Now here's your host, the
1: Professor,
2: John Clayton.
3: And of course that's the numbers. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. <laughs> Give us a call. Plenty to talk about on this uh, you know very busy weekend because you know the football season is now started. We had high school football last night. College seasons going big today, and then of course you've got the Pac-12 doing all these different things. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into some headlines. Well, it's like um, right now we got, of course, uh, the five o'clock. It'll be you know Montana taking on the Huskies, and then at eight o'clock Washington State has their football game. So all those things are going to be in motion. Then to make matters even int- more interesting, the Pac-12 is thinking of expanding. To go four more teams that would include BYU. I can't figure out why Cincinnati. How does that fit in the mix? But uh, they're supposed to at least uh, you know get the applications and then vote on that this week. <clears throat> but that's kind of interesting to see uh, as far as football. The the uh, Mariners, uh, not the Mariners, but the uh, Seahawks ended up trading a Carol With- a Carol Witherspoon to Pittsburgh for a fifth round pick in 2013. So that deal is done. And, uh, you know, that means DJ Reed starts on the one side. He starts on the left side. And then the right side is going to end up being uh, Trey Flowers. So uh, they've resolved the cornerback situation. We'll see how well that's going to work out in baseball. What a game last night. Again, very disappointing in one sense. Here's Tyler Anderson, who pitched just great, takes it into the seventh inning. It was 5-1. And then, of course, uh, here's Arizona coming back and tying the game at 5-5. Uh, Sean Doolittle did very little. He came into the game and gave up runs, and you know because it was five five to three, then five to five, and then uh, you know Jared Kelnick comes off. He had a home run earlier in the game. He got the single in the tenth inning to be able to win, in extra innings to win the game. And so the Mariners get a six five win. They're eleven games over five hundred, so they're still kind of in the wild card race. I mean they still need a lot of ground to catch up, but hey, they were able to win, and it series continues today. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, Two zero six four two one espn Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hi, hey, Mr. Clayton. How are we feeling this fine Saturday morning? Oh, huh? I was a little sick last night, so uh, feeling a little bit better this morning.
4: Oh, well, that's good to know. You, you just get better for next week, Mr. Clayton. Yeah. The, the fireworks fly and the season kicks off. Yep. That's all you need to do. Just that's it. Get yourself ready are you surprised about the amount of trade that's been going down prior to the
3: season starting uh, a little bit yeah because we're up to 78 trades right now for the season and uh, you know normally you're gonna have like 90 maybe 95. Uh, but uh, now it looks like it's going to go well over a hundred, as far as that, because there will be probably some more trades this week, and then uh, you know, obviously as you get closer to the trade deadline, there will be more trades there. So yeah, a, a little surprised, but uh, but y- and you notice the price seems to be you know a sixth round pick next year or a fifth round pick the year after that.
4: Yeah, I know they're not really going out there and giving out big big picks or no. something like that. Dude. Yeah, speaking of, of trades. Mm-hmm. Do you see Deshaun Watson staying in Houston before the season starts?
3: Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. because right now, uh, you know, Miami's not going to give up. Nobody, nobody's going to give up what the the Texans want. <clears throat> I mean, they want uh, three first rounders and two second rounders, and nobody's going to do that. Nobody. No, no, not right now. Nobody. No, I don't. I don't great think great ever. I, I think you know because well, well, uh, going on, Mr. Clean. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's going to happen.
4: Uh, okay. What about the, 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 the. Now, you know that, that where, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? You know, uh, now the, the owner of uh, the Miami Dolphins
3: put out that he wanted him. Yeah, but also the, 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 the owner of the Miami Dolphins came back and says, hey, listen, I don't get involved in the football operations.
4: <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, he had to, he went, Mr. Clean, you had to clean it up
3: because yeah.
4: he, what does that tell to a tongue of a law? Uh uh-huh. But you're not. <laughs> You were, you were trying to get another cornerback. Right. I, mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, the writing's on the wall. If he put it out there that he did, he wanted to get this guy, you can't take it back by running back to and saying, oh, I don't get involved. Mm-hmm. You got involved. <laughs> I mean, like telling Jerry Jones to sit to the sideline and watch the Cowboys' operations. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think for teams in life to do it, maybe the price is too high. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I think Houston put the price high because they don't want to get rid of him.
3: Yeah, but also it's like uh, they don't, they're, they're going to pay him $10.4 million not to play.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I tell you, some teams, you wonder why they're still in the problem with oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Speaking of quarterback, Cam Newton, did that surprise you?
3: That they got cut, yeah. I thought that uh, he had a decent chance of losing the job because I think Mac Jones outperformed him. But uh, to be released, that that to me was a surprise, particularly you know when you know that uh, you know they took Brian Hoyer, put him on the practice squad. Jared Stidham's all banged up, so that did surprise me.
4: Yeah, wow. I know to go out there, you know to go out there with a rookie, which you know some of the rookies today can get out there and perform at a high level, right? You know, starting their first mm-hmm. year. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking basically they're going to depend a lot on the defense, right? Yeah, I, and running the ball. I mean, that's what you do with a rookie. You run the ball. You play good defense. Mm-hmm. You keep mm-hmm. him, you keep it from getting into the situ- um, situations that he cannot uh, weather the storm at right now in this particular time.
3: Right. So, I mean,
4: I think that's what they're doing I, with them starting a rookie. How do you look at him now?
3: I uh, still look at them as you – because know, obviously they're, they've they got more talent on offense with what they've done this off season and I really like their defense, particularly what they've done at linebacker. Uh, but uh, I still look at them as like about a nine-win team. You,
4: you, you, you still get Buffalo the edge in that division? Oh, yeah.
3: Division? Yes, yes. Big time.
4: You, you, know, you know, it's something – you just can't count out Bill
3: Belichick and what he can do. No, you're right about that. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean
4: this, is, this is a guy that's been proven. His hardware is there.
3: Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm.
4: I, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how that turns out. You know, that's one of the divisions have, what, the average quarterback is 25 years or younger?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then in the AFC
4: East. That's pretty that's – pretty, how long has that been around since that ever happened?
3: Well, I mean, you look at the whole AFC – and uh, the AFC see I, I know I was uh, doing a lot of research on this is that uh, that's why you know I don't think the uh, they can win nine games in New England and not make the playoffs because think about the fact that uh, you know in the preseason the AFC ended up going 35 nine and one against the NFC okay last year the uh, AFC won the interconference games and now this year I think it's even going to be worse. I think we're back to 2004, 2005, <coughs> when the AFC was 44 and 20 against the NFC, or 40 and 24, which was 2005. And I think we're back to those days. And then, you know, to make matters even worse, you've got, uh, you know, the the possibility that, uh, you know, the AFC teams are going to, you know, they get the they get the home game with the 17th game this year. So I think the NFC is in trouble, and the AFC is going to have uh, you know, you, you, you probably will have two 10-win teams that won't make the playoffs. In the AFC. In the AFC, yeah. yeah now, you,
4: you know, all right, let, you, you brought up a good point about the AFC. Now, I look at the AFC, the AFC South. I think the, the darling in that division is probably the Tennessee type. Right, Depending agreed. on what's going on with Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Houston, Jacksonville, next time. Yeah. Okay, you look, look at the, a, the AFC North Pittsburgh, they have some issues on the offensive line with the return. They're they playing four new starters on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They lost Bud Dupree on the defensive side of the ball. They just drafted for a cornerback to go opposite of Joe Hayden. Uh, do you see Pittsburgh being a, being a, a, a strong contender this year? Um, I,
3: I think they have a chance to make a wild card run, but I, but the, you know they, if Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger does well, then they have a chance to be you know, a contender, so I think, you know, that's okay. that's a possibility. But uh, yeah, I, right. think, I think Cleveland and Baltimore are the favorites in that division.
4: I would give it. I'll give the edge to Cleveland because I think Baltimore doesn't have a, have good wide receivers right now, Mr. Clayton. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the wide receiver position is going to hinder them tremendously. Now, of course, they love to use a lot of tight ends in, in there. Ken Lamar Jackson increases pass ratio because all I do is stack the box and, game and throw the football. That's all I would do to him. And see if he can beat me at that, pick your poison.
5: Yeah. You know,
4: so I you look at the NFC North, it's probably Cleveland. Baltimore, okay. I'll give it to him top. so further notice I want to see how Lamar Jackson progresses. And the rest of that in Cincinnati, that's another one. Go to the the West. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. All right. Denver. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out how when you, you come to that analysis of that. Uh, in the in the NFC the NFC East is probably Dallas.
3: Now Washington is yeah, was close. Yeah, but here's Washington here's, here's the problem with them. yeah, they're close because they got such a good defense, but I don't yeah. I don't know if I totally believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick as a sixteen game quarterback. And then to make I matters agree. worse you know, because they won the division and they get the first-place schedule, they have to play Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Washington, and, and, and the Seahawks.
4: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, now the problem in the NFC, uh, NFC uh, North, it's probably Green Bay. Right. But I, I still look at Green Bay's defense. Do you trust that defense?
3: Not totally, no.
4: No, and they're going to be gone with. Uh, they're going to be missing their left tackle for the start of the season.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think so they, they, they've problem. got. And I think because of, you know, Aaron Rodgers and management and all that, they got internal problems.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's an issue right there that you can you can see that's coming to to be fruition.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Tampa Bay brought all the, all their team back. You know, they're doing some restructuring with contracts to try to get under the cap to get to, to keep some people around. Tampa Bay is going to probably be back over there. Yeah, I think my team is going to take a step back until further notice. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, you look at. I can see what you're saying that because some of the NFC, the West is probably the toughest. Agreed. In the NFC, the West is probably the toughest. Now they got people hollering about Frisco to the Super Bowl. I don't see that.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo being that type of guy that can take that team over the top. He's, he's just not consistent enough to me, in my, my opinion, and
3: healthy. I, don't, enough. I don't, and healthy enough. There you go,
4: Matt Stafford. He's probably going to take him up to another notch over there in, 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 in with the Rams. But do you trust Matt Stafford to be that guy?
3: Well, I think you can trust Matt Stafford, but you just wonder about the defense because again, when you look at the defense right now, that defense mm-hmm. uh, lost four starters, and it you know they were number one, and their defensive coordinator. True, true.
4: But you know they still got a bad guy with a name Aaron Donald.
3: Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Aaron <laughs> Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Leonard Floyd. Those three are pretty yeah. good.
4: And, and that makes them a formidable team. But uh, but like you said, they lost some You got to see the guys that replace them in mm-hmm. those positions. Can they perform at that level? Right. That they because their defense was pretty good last year. I just felt their offense kind of handled them a little bit last year, mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. So it will, that was, I just see your point in that 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 the AFC probably is a stronger per capita over the AFC, the NFC this year. But I still look at it this way: when it comes down to that one game, that would be that Super
3: Bowl. It's probably going to be Kansas City again. Yeah, Kansas City and probably Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think Tampa Bay gonna have a tougher road
4: this year. Mr. Cook.
3: Yeah, I would agree because I mean, last year they were lucky with injuries. They were the fifth uh, team in the league as far as the least number of missed starts with injuries.
4: There, there you go. So I think I think some other teams might come up and give them a really good whack a mole in, in, in the chops there. Yeah, it, it's not going to be as easy as it was last year. Well, it wasn't easy last year. They didn't win the division. No, that's true too. They didn't win the division. But you know, I look at look at go back right quick to the Saints. I think Drew Brees handled them a lot, Mr.
3: Clayton. Yeah, you know, yeah. over
4: the last four to five years, with the same many passes, how many touchdowns has Drew Brees had over 30 yards?
3: Mm-hmm. Not many. Yeah,
4: not many. He kind of held things back. So when you, you start to have a big player, play, much easier right there because they know the ball couldn't go over the top.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, JB, yeah. I got, got to run. Mr. Clayton, we'll talk next Saturday, my friend. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
3: 866-979-ESPN, two zero six four two one espn Let's go to Raider Jim. Hey, Jim. hey Jim, how are you?
6: Oh, I'm fine, John. Good morning. How are you? Hanging in there. Okay. You're
3: feeling a little better this morning, you say? Yeah, I wasn't doing too well last night.
6: Well, take care of yourself, John. We need you on the air, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, uh, you know, Raiders went out and got K.J. Wright. And yeah. I'm a bit I'm a bit perplexed about... How that happened with the Seahawks. I, I, um, I understand that they've got some young, young Bucks in, in camp. You know, I like, I like Ben Burke Kirby. He's, mm-hmm. he's a good player, but he's out. And, you know, just doing the math, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, for defenses and their base defense, you got a 3 4, you got a 4 3. So either way, you either got three linebackers or you got four linebackers. You multiply that out times thirty-two teams, you got what ninety-six at a minimum or one hundred and twenty-six as a maximum, depending on the defense you have. PFF, Pro Football Focus, they rated KJ Wright as the fourteenth best linebacker uh, that, that played last year. How can a team let a, a player like that go? That's just remarkable.
3: Yeah, it is, and he was like on, the only one on the uh, NFL. Uh, Networks 100 list that didn't have a team before he went to the Raiders.
6: Yeah, it's just crazy, and I think that I think your hunches are right. It was a it was a it was a numbers issue uh, when it came to how much he was going to get paid. By the way, did did you ever get any information? Because I've been looking for it. Yeah, you know what the terms of the contract were. Have
3: not gotten any yet. Yeah, because it's just been reports, you know, and, yeah. and and the Raiders
6: haven't announced it, you know, formally either. So I, I always tend to like you. I tend to wait for that stuff to find out really what it's all about. I do know that Yannick Ngakwe, uh, they gave they restructured his eight million dollars that he was due, and they also did the same for Nick Kwiatkowski, who their middle linebacker is, and they gave him a they, they basically gave him a signing bonus so that they could you know um, push out some of his years on his contract just to make room. So right. obviously, and this is this goes to the whole notion that look if if a team wants to go out and get a player. They will go out and get a player. Okay, mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. They, they they will move things around just to make it happen. Uh, it's good to see that the Raiders uh, made it happen because you know they went. They had not one, but two linebackers go out that they were depending on to play this year. So uh, they they had a need too. And, what, that what Nick Morrow
3: out. and who was who was the second one?
6: Uh, this up and comer Javon White, un, un, unrestricted. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't drafted. He played for the UNLV, yeah. and he was like a missile out there the first two games, and then he got hurt. Um, in, uh, against the Rams, uh, when they played down there in LA. So, uh, they were depending on him to, you know, to fill in with nickel packages at times because he's right. speedy and he's got good coverage skills. But now they're, t- both of them are out. And so they were, and then they, so then they went out and got Denzel Perryman in a trade from Carolina. You know, both KJ Wright and Perryman are both—they've uh, both been coached under under Bradley. It's really interesting to see that you know these players want to play for that coach,
3: John. Oh yeah, I mean, what is it now? Um, Wright becomes the sixth former Gus Bradley player that has rejoined him. That's correct. That's
6: correct. And it's just you know it says something about the man, right? Uh, it says something about uh, they, it, it, what I gather. And by the way, you see him and you—you've probably had more interaction with him than I have. Obviously, I just. I just see the reports and I see the press conferences and stuff, but he does exude this this innate ability to just stay positive. Right. And uh, I like seeing that out of him. And by the way, the first time he got hired in the pro ranks was by another than John Gruden when he was down there in Tampa Bay. They hired him away from, was it Montana or North Dakota State or South Dakota State? I forget which now. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway. Uh, so, John, I was just wondering, uh, what do you think about all these moves for the Raiders?
3: I mean, uh, it's—I still don't see the plan. That's the thing that uh, <laughs> bothers me. It's like uh, <laughs> they're all spontaneous. I mean, so now you make a move for two linebackers, and you trade—you make a trade for Perryman, who's who's always hurt.
6: Yeah, he is always hurt. And the other interesting thing is he's unvaccinated, John, which is yeah. another issue that's come up. And and by the way. We talked about Irvin Meyer last last week, and I was I was praising him, and you were you were skeptical. And who won out based on this past week's information? You won out, John.
5: Yeah.
6: Irvin uh, yeah. Meyer made a mistake. You can't just come out and say, "Yeah, well, vaccination definitely is, is an indicator with how we treat players." Right. You can't come out and say no, that. No, you
3: can't say that.
6: <laughs> you just can't. I mean, uh, it's a it's it's a, it's a, you know you got to dance a little better than that.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay.
6: Uh, I know that a lot of the GMs, a lot of front office folks and coaches are doing this tippy-toe dance. They, they do, and so is the NFL, for that matter, as a whole. They don't want to mandate that players get vaccinated. But if you are vaccinated, the chances of you making the team are a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's even more perplexing, and you talked a little bit about it with JB, you know, Cam
3: Newton was released.
6: Heck, he had COVID, and yet he wasn't even vaccinated. No, I know. That. What, what's what, What's going on with that?
3: I mean it's stupid. I mean, you know, it's it, like That's right. <laughs> Cuz I mean, now, you know, here's the quarterback of your team, you know, supposedly the leader of your team, and he can't even fly in the team charter.
6: Right. I mean, look, this this vaccination thing, you know, they they're not going to say anything publicly that they don't like it, but they don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're putting your teammates at risk. I mean, think about that. This this is a close contact sport. You you know you breathe on people all the time. Mm-hmm. You are you are you going to be a vector for all kinds of problems, especially with this Delta variant going on now. It's a killer, John. I know. I mean, it's just I don't I don't get it. I mean, you you seem to think, and they have they have assets to protect, John. They, they're making a lot of money. You think they would be a little more wise about the investment they're making in themselves?
5: Mm-hmm.
6: I just I just I'm just perplexed by it all, John. And then finally, you know, the AFC West. I think there are going to be some big surprises, and I'm yeah. just so surprised at media for you know. There's they, keep anointing Kansas City, even though they've got five new offensive linemen, five new ones. Okay, and then and then San Diego,
3: yeah, Justin Herbert's
6: great, no problem, and so
3: was San, San, San Diego. A doesn't have a, San Diego doesn't have a team? That's right, they don't have. He has one target. No, San, one, and they they, There's no coach. team. They, 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 remember, they moved to Los Angeles. Well, that's right. That's right.
6: Oh, that's right, John. Sorry about that. Yeah. But, you know, the Chargers. The Chargers, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and And so, look, the Chargers, they have a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, things are going to have to gel. Okay, and Justin Herbert's a, a great player. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's a good target. Eckler is a great running back out of the backfield. He catches the ball great. I mean, he's great for any fantasy team. But, geez, Louise, I mean, that does not make a team. No. And they've always had a pretty good strong defense, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Raiders are going to be coming on strong. And I don't believe anything about Denver. The only thing they've done good down there is, uh, you know, they got Bridgewater to stabilize the fort, if you will. I, I just don't get it.
3: Anyway, sorry, John. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, but i got to run. Okay, John. Take care. All right, Raider Jim. Thank you. 866 espn two zero six four two one espn Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Hey, Tara.
2: Hi, Mr. Clayton. I'm glad you're feeling better.
3: Ah, thank you. Appreciate that.
2: What do you think of the cornerback position of Reed moving to the left side and then Trey Flowers getting the starting at at the right side?
3: Ah, I mean, I I, I still like Trey Flowers, and I I definitely like D.J. Reed. (coughs) I I didn't see the drop-off in Akella Witherspoon, but obviously... There was some kind of a drop off there because now he's in Pittsburgh. But uh, you know, it you know it's you know I, I thought that uh, you can see something was brewing when they make the trade for Sidney Jones because you know, they made that trade with Jacksonville and got Sidney Jones, and so uh, we'll see how he fits in. I mean, there's a lot of options there right now, but uh, you know we'll have to see how it plays out. The key obviously is going to be the pass rush.
2: I agree, and. I'm a little bit concerned. I find it interesting that Pete Kill's keeping the competition opened on D.J. Reed's side. Yeah, I know that he was injured, but given how um, Trey Flowers kind of tampered off a little mm-hmm. bit last year, and I think he'll have a bounce back. Yeah, I, I really liked him when he was a rookie, and I'm not as hard on him as other people. But with Witherspoon, I was able to watch a lot of the practices, and I thought he did a lot better in the practices. He was really aggressive um, and on the ball, and he also ended up picking off Russell Wilson a couple of times. But then in the games, maybe he got in his head. I, I didn't think he... Performed
3: as well as he did in the practices. Yeah, but I think what you know, it's like like the one play that uh, he got beat on in the last week or so. I mean, he was right on coverage. He just didn't turn his head quick enough to be able to bat the ball down. But he was right there on coverage. Witherspoon was. Oh no, I'm talking about Trey Flowers. But yeah, Witherspoon. I yeah. mean, he had one bad play. I, that's uh, that we saw, and he did well in practice. But uh, apparently. There was a drop-off.
2: Yeah. And another question I have, which I don't co- completely understand, is it seems like some of the media is getting on Bobby Wigner and saying that he kind of dropped off last year. Bobby
3: and Bobby Wagner?
2: Yeah. I watched, the. Yeah, he, I watched the um, like, they said that he didn't have a great year and say that KJ did, which he had one of the best yeah. um, years, but I'm just seeing if you see anything different because yeah. I totally disagree with their points.
3: I, I disagree too. I think that, uh, he, uh, you know, he plays well. I mean, uh, you know, certainly there was some coverage issues for the whole team. You know, whether it was Jamal Adams and all that stuff, that was a that was an issue. But uh, you know, Bobby makes plays. That's the key. And you know, things are a little bit out of sync because uh, the, at the beginning of the season they, they played so poorly, but then things got better as the season went on. So I think you know, Bobby Wagner still remains the best middle linebacker in football.
2: Me too. And I was surprised to see Mac. Cal- Um, Mac ahead of him. With Fred Warner, I think that's pick your poison. I think he's very good watching the Seahawks play him.
3: Mm -hmm. Warner's really good. Uh, Darius Leonard's really good. But Bobby Wagner I still think is the best.
2: Yeah. Why do you think Chris Carson didn't make the top 100? I mean, last year he did, but not this year.
3: Yeah, I think just because uh, injuries and stuff like that not Having a thousand-yard season, and yeah, you know, that probably went against him this year.
2: And then, do you do you agree with Russell Wilson being um, number twelve instead no. of no? Me neither.
3: I mean, he's the third best quarterback in the league. <coughs> depending on where you want to put Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, putting him at number twelve is ridiculous. Too low.
2: Did you? Did you hear any of what Tom Brady had to say on the chat on YouTube yesterday?
3: Yeah, it was kind of weird, is not it? It's like uh, he's too, the hitting is taken away from the game. It's like, what? What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, but I thought he made a few good points that you see his generation and then the Justin Fields generation, which he brought up of, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of Lamar Jackson, yeah. where coaches are picking quarterbacks that can win because you see Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson have success, mm-hmm. and then you hope that they can um, learn how to throw better. But I really liked his point of how quarterbacks are more leading the wide receivers into Danger. I mm-hmm. feel like that was a really good point, and I kind of agree that the league shifting to um, taking care more of the offensive players and putting more of the um, putting more emphasis on mental health, which is an important point. So I liked yeah. his point, and I think that will make coaches try to coach the young quarterbacks into. Learning more of the game and not putting the wide receivers in as much. Not hurting the wide receivers as much.
3: Hey, Tara, thank you for the phone call. You're welcome.
2: 866
3: 979 ESPN, 206 421 ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: This is The John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710Sports.com.
3: Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Patrick in Kent. Hey, Patrick. Hey,
7: good morning, John. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, what happened to Kilo Witterspoon? What he was projected to, I think, to be a starter, and then yeah. things just fizzled out. What happened?
3: Hard, uh, apparently, there was something that he wasn't picking up or not doing well enough in the defense, and so once DJ Reed got healthy, they moved DJ Reed over. And then Aquilo, uh you know, ends up being a backup and then being traded.
7: Okay, okay. And I just want to know is Geno Atkins still in the uh, possible sign for the Seahawks? I think so. Yeah, needs some help in the defensive line.
3: Yeah, because they only have three defensive tackles, so uh, I think that can be a consideration. Yeah, sure.
7: Okay, there's a thing that I want to get off my chest here because this happened last week, and I tweeted this to you. That remember I told. We were talking about Locast earlier in the early earlier last year, uh-huh. it's no longer in service because the big four networks sued Locast, and Locast decided to go to go out of business. And that's kind of a little upsetting because yeah. when when you have a, when Directv took Cairo away, I had to go to Locast you know, just in case if Directv didn't bring Cairo back.
3: As did I. Um, yeah, I did the same thing,
7: and, and I'm I feeling like that's really really ridiculous because. I just sometimes worry about you know what would happen if Tegna had a dispute with DirecTV and the Seahawks are in the Super Bowl and we can't see the Seahawks at all if they were there. Well, you we know?
3: almost we almost had that problem last year.
7: Yeah, that's, uh, that's just really r- ridiculous for the Big Four networks to. So, see are they
3: are, are, are they definitely out of business now?
7: Oh, there's still some appeals going on from what I hear. Okay. And I kind of like lowcast because it's a. It's more I'd rather pay pay $5 a month instead of $140 a month by DirecTV, which gives a bad service.
3: Right. And then, you know, they, once they get to uh, the end of the local contracts, uh, then all of a sudden they go off the air.
7: Yeah, that's, that's what I what, what I hope doesn't happen with King 5 and Tegna with in DirecTV if it comes to that.
3: Uh-huh. No, it's...
7: I would, I'm thinking about just getting an antenna or subscribe to YouTube TV just in case it happens.
3: Mm-hmm. What, what? By the way, do you get the uh, 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 Red Zone channel and uh, NFL ticket?
7: No, I don't. It's just too expensive for me.
3: Yeah, yeah, understood.
7: And I and I just uh, feeling like a low would be the best, just the be- best one, and they have more more channels there than Direct TV offers
3: hmm Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to see that happen because again, it's like and, uh, they ba- they bailed bailed us out. I know they bailed me out because I was able to you know, catch some of the action when things were uh, off the air, both on two stations.
7: Yeah, and that and you know, let's just hope and pray that doesn't happen to King Five when if the Seahawks go to the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, yeah. So no, it's like all uh, right, John. Thanks. All right, thank you, 866 espn 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Devon in University Place. Hey, Devon.
0: Hey, John, how you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you, and thank you for taking the call. Um, real quick, I was just wondering, do you think with KJ being gone, we're going to see a little more of the 3-4 and maybe uh, help Jamal uh, possibly see him move to, like, Outside linebacker position no. a little more because we've blitzed him so much?
3: No, no. I, don't, I don't see that uh, happening. I mean, Pete Carroll's not, for one player, uh, he's not changing the style of defense that's gotten him to the playoffs all but one year. I mean, it's a 4-3 defense. At times they'll mix maybe a couple, uh, you know, hybrid type of things in there, but not often. That won't happen. Okay.
0: And do you think Sidney Jones is going to jump right in the mix, or we'll start with Trey? Maybe the first three. I don't games know. I, I, you uh, know, could, you
3: know well, I think I mean Trey. Trey right now is a starter. Now the question is, is Sidney going to be in the mix for the nickel, or is it going to be Ugo Amadi? Is it going to be uh, Marquise Blair? So I think you know they they still have those options. But uh, you know the big thing for Sidney is just to come in here and learn what this defense is all about and what he can do at the cornerback position.
0: That's true. And then my last thing I was wondering, well, were you kind of shocked to see number 19 Hart uh, not make the team? I, I watched him throughout the pre, um, preseason. He was burning during the yeah. camp and everything, and then yeah. I didn't see him. On I,
3: I was shocked, yeah, because, again, it's like I thought he was going to be in the mix for the number three job. And so now he's not on the roster. Now, he, you know, you can certainly bring him back and all those different things. But, no, that surprised me a lot.
0: Yeah, the kid was a burner. I thought it was going to be a good mix with Estridge yeah. and uh, Lockett, DK out there.
3: Yeah, because I mean, I, I can't, awesome. I can't imagine them staying with just four wide receivers. Can you?
0: No, that that shocked me. With five running backs on the squad, I, I hope we're not going to turn into like a a wing T offense and just use DK and Lockett more of decoys. I don't think we're going to do that at all. I
3: no, you, you can see was, that it's it's the it's the Rams 49ers offense. So it's not – I mean, it's it, – Yeah. So, no, well, I, I, no I don't see that Hopefully we'll
0: just see a lot of quick, short passes and stuff in there.
3: Yeah. And also, I mean, not too many passes because last year the mistake was that they went 60-40 pass, too much.
0: Do you, do you think any of that was maybe caused with uh, Chris Carson being – injured a little
3: bit well yeah and and that's that's the crazy part because i mean you go back now for two years it was late in the season back in like december of uh 2019 and then in the middle of the season last year i mean this team was down three running backs with injuries yeah and so they've got to try to avoid that obviously
0: that's true well five running backs will do that yeah, I'll let you go, John. I appreciate you taking the call.
3: Okay, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
3: 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Charles in Tumwater. Hey, Charles. Hey,
0: good morning, John. How you doing? Good, how are you? Great. Hey, John, um, on the Broncos, what do you think of the uh, uh, decision to put Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater ahead of Drew
3: Locke? It it, it makes some sense because he's the safer of the two quarterbacks. He's not as talented. And I think what you can see for Vic Fangio, he just wants to get through the early part of the schedule and not have as many mistakes. And, you know, because, you know, he's 0-7. In September, in the first two years of his career there, and they open up and they've got the New York Giants, the uh, Jets, and Jacksonville, and so that's three teams with nine and thirty-nine records. So I think he just wants to make sure he can get off to that three and O start and uh, try to carry it through and just not make the mistakes. But I think I, I think it, it was okay because it was pretty even between the two. I thought Locke had it in the second preseason game, but then uh, Teddy came back in the third preseason game and uh, did a great job. So uh, I think it makes sense. What's your thoughts?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, I I was – I thought Locke has more upside, so I was a little perplexed. I mean, I I get maybe he's a safer choice, but I mean, I guess my concern, John, do you think Locke is done in Denver?
3: Uh, I mean, they're both done after this year. They'll go go get another quarterback, but – I mean, you know, that's that's the thing is that, uh, you know, George Payton had took the position. He did not want to uh, give up on Locke because, you know, there is talent there, and that's why he didn't go for Justin Fields, and he went for Patrick Sertan. So it's like uh, he didn't want to give up on him. And, again, it's not out of the question that at some point Locke will resurface and get some starts.
0: So, overall, uh, how do you see the Broncos doing this year, John?
3: I, I look at them as a wild-card team. I mean, they got a great defense. They have yeah. the best secondary I think in the league, you know, they've got a uh, you know top ten type of defense, if not better. They've got uh, three great receivers and Noah Fant. They're, I mean, Jamonta, the the, the Jamonta Williams deal to get him in the second round was phenomenal because now they got a great one two punch. So I, I like what I see of this team.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, great. Hey, John, thank you so much.
3: Okay, Charles, thank you. 979 ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Good. You feeling better? A little bit, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. How's Pat doing?
3: Uh, same. Yeah, doing oh, well. okay. She's going to probably watch a lot of college football, huh? Oh, yeah. she's But she's all upset about one thing, is that uh, we don't have ESPN Plus, and so she's not going to be able to watch her Arkansas team.
1: Mm. I don't get it either, John. So she, tell her don't feel bad.
3: Yeah, so it's like uh, that's going to be a struggle because, uh, you know, she – <laughs> went to Arkansas grad school, and she definitely wants to watch every Arkansas game that she can.
1: Oh, okay, good. Hey, John, I got a question. Yes. Our starting corners is uh, Joe Hayden and Sutton, right? Yeah. Why did they? Well, bring now, Withers- we'll
3: see where Witherspoon fits uh, yeah. in right now. Why
1: did they bring him in? Do we need him?
3: I think so. Yeah. They've been looking for some cornerback help, so uh, and so now they get Witherspoon, not an expensive price. I mean, a, a fifth round pick in 2023. I mean, he's got he's young, he's talented. You know, they get him at uh, you know what 1.5 uh, one point 5, five million, So I, I think it's a good fit. Do you think he'll start? No, not not initially. No, oh,
1: okay. at, at some
3: point I think he will.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey John, I see where that kid Laudermill made the team.
3: Yeah. How about oh, that? Oh,
1: wow. Because I heard reports he was doing well in the in the uh, on the, uh, practice squad. I mean, not practice squad, but during the uh, scrimmages and things. He was yeah, really yeah. doing really well.
3: Yeah, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Wait, what do you think of the offensive line?
1: I'm, I'm concerned. You have to be. I'm really concerned because uh, I think they're going to run the ball more than they're going to pass. Because we basically – we got a patched up offensive line. Yeah, like Mitch and match, you know, and uh, that's not good. And Ben can't continue to throw, throw, throw. No, they're going to have to pick their spots when they throw.
3: No, I agree with that.
1: And what's going to happen if it's third and long? You know, the, the, the defense is going to come. Oh yeah, they're, just, they're, they're coming. They're going to load that box up, and they're coming. So sure, I sure think, didn't
3: help that Zach Banner now had to go on injured reserve.
1: Yeah, that's 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 going to help. That's not going to. Hey, John, I see they open up with two easy teams. They got the Eagles and the Lions, so that should give them a break, you know, to see where they're at. Yeah. And then after that, it gets a little harder. We got Carolina and the Buffalo. Uh huh. So that's going to be uh, a big test right there, you know. What do you think? Hey, John, what do you think we're going to finish in the division?
3: I mean, right now, I mean, uh, they could finish third. I mean, because. Yeah. You know, you have to say that Cleveland and Baltimore are going to be more of the favorites, but third still could get you in if you get the wins. Now, the yeah, t- I, I,
1: I, I see third place too. Well,
3: see, here's think, here's the tough part too. They've got the toughest schedule in football.
1: Yeah, I was looking at that sc- that schedule after the second half. It's brutal, man. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's brutal.
3: They got 11 games against teams 500 or better. Yeah. And, 579 and, and, is the uh, yeah from last year. I just
1: year. hope we, I just hope we can survive. Yeah. Hey John, I got a question for you. You know, Fox is hiring a lot of new people. If they came to you, would you go over there?
3: I don't know. Maybe. Who know You never know. I mean, it's yeah, like I uh, think
1: you. I think you make a perfect fit over there.
3: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, but haven't heard from them, obviously. So.
1: Hey. So, what are you going to do this weekend? You're going to stay around town, or are you going anywhere?
3: No, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna rest because uh, didn't feel good last night and. Just going to, like, after the show, we're just going to try to get back in bed and you know, try to regain some strength.
1: Okay, John, I hope you feel better, buddy. Take okay, care. thanks. All
3: right. 866 979 ESPN, two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you?
1: Hello, Mr. Clayton.
8: Well, we want to get you back in bed as quick as we can. So That's true. Let's get to it here. A great movie just out you might want to watch it's a football movie uh-huh. it's the 12 orphans or something to that nature and what it's about is uh texas high school football back in the 30s i think okay uh is the time period and uh this coach uh signs up to this orphanage and he takes 12 kids from that orphanage and takes them all the way to state in the final championship game Wow! Yeah, It's a great move, and more importantly, this is the coach that is credited. I guess Texas coach who's credited with uh, developing the spread offense. Wow! He is the first man to create it because he in the had 30s? to with the in, in the 30s? twelve uh, orphan kids who were undersized. Yeah, he developed the spread offense and wow. took on the big boys at Texas.
5: Wow, how about that? It's a pretty good
8: movie, Mr. Clayton. You might want to check it out. Okay. It's on Redbox, but I'm sure you can pick it up somewhere else Okay. if possible for you. So, Mr. Clayton. Yes. Mr. Clayton, Sunday, while you're resting in bed, make sure you tune at 4.30 on ABC, Notre Dame, Florida State. Oh, boy. Prime time, Mr. Clayton. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
8: Prime time. And... There's some things here that you could you could observe that I want you to check out. First of all, uh, they're starting a transfer quarterback from Wisconsin. So I'm interested in watching Wisconsin today because the Irish play Wisconsin in two weeks. Okay. Interesting there. Uh, then also there's this guy named uh, Isaiah Foskey. He's a beast as a rush end, defensive end. He's going to create havoc in that backfield Sunday for those guys.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And and the best part here, the best part is the Irish, you know, they're, they're, they're basically becoming very famous for their offensive linemen going on to the NFL.
5: Yeah, yeah. And
8: they've got the one this year. This kid's starting as a freshman, left tackle for the Irish, Mr. Clayton. His name is Blake Fisher. He's just a little guy. Yeah. 6'6, 335 pounds, five star coming out of Indiana. Okay. Play, he was he was Mr. Indiana for, for uh, football there. Mr. Clayton. Yes. It's going to be a great weekend, and I hope you take care of yourself. Get lots of vitamin C, Mr. Clayton. Yep. Get lots of vitamin C in you. It's a fabulous cure all for the common cold.
3: Well, you know, was, I don't have the common cold. It just, just don't, didn't, didn't feel good last night, but thank you.
8: Well, you bet. You bet. Take care. And Call okay. Mrs. Clayton.
3: 866-979-ESPN, 206 espn John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.